Welcome back to the Super Flexible Podcast. I told you I'd be back. I told you I'd give you this NFC. Some more moves to make. Time is running out. We haven't had clocks in a long time to like make this content expire. It, it kind of rejuvenates me a little bit that you only have so much time to make these moves that we're talking about. And then the NFL draft is here and it all changes. So hopefully you get these listens in before the NFL draft sometime. I mean, even up until the day of the draft, even until day two, if these moves haven't happened yet, you can still make these moves that we're talking about. So we're going to be talking a little bit about the NFC. Again, these are guys that I'm almost like assuming will be practically worthless. Obviously, some other guys come up, some bigger guys in in trades and stuff we think we can move. But these guys, I, I think, will really depreciate in value after the NFL draft. These are just some moves we can make while we are assuming all of these landing spots. Get back to being proactive. Continue to build our teams. Don't forget about these important moments that we have in Dynasty and why we're here. And why are we here? Well, it's just me, Swagzilla Zero G. About to tear into this NFC. That was kind of cheesy. But I love you all. Let's get to the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll start with the NFC East. 11 picks. I kind of had time like picking the guys from the Eagles that I feel could lose jobs during the draft, so to speak. I do kind of want to sell Jalen Rager for the value that he holds, but I don't think he quite fits the bill of the show of what we're trying to do here. But Philadelphia Eagles, man, they've got 11 picks. They've got 12 overall, 37 overall, three picks, sorry, two picks in the third, 70 and 84, another in the fourth, 11 picks altogether though. They could really fill a lot of holes. Um, I talked with my boy, Scott Connor the other day, and he said something that I don't think is that crazy. He wants odds, give or take, but the fact that he put this in my head, I love. Travis Fulgham will outscore Rager. I don't think that's that crazy, okay? And I'm not saying go out and buy Fulgham. I'm saying maybe Rager's just a little bit too overvalued in that offense, kind of ready to move on. I would like – there's some players in this offense, though, I do want to buy. I, I think there's still some actionable moves that we can make here. I'm interested in Zach Ertz at the price. He's 30 years old. I mean, we have tight ends – that break out when they're like 27 to 30 years old. So you're telling me Zach Ertz can't do it again? Come on now, let's go get some Zach Ertz, add him to our rosters. I think the price is more than fair, especially in a non-tight end premium league. Um, What else do we want to do? Oh, I think, okay, yeah, okay, this is important too. Easy little move to make. Joe Flacco to whoever has Jalen Hurts. Joe Flacco is not winning that job. The Hertz owner might just have enough of media presence in their head to be like, you know, maybe I do want Flacco just in case. And I think they should have Flacco just in case, just in case Hertz gets hurt or something like that. Not, not in case Joe Flacco wins that job though. So give Flacco to them, some kind of small move that you can make, clean house a little bit. 
that's the one guy that I would think that maybe I do want to kind of try to sell off the Eagles. Other than that, I just see some buys I want. I don't mind Miles Sanders at the value he's being put at today. Even Goddard. But I think Ertz is the, the one to go buy right now. Washington football team, eight picks, 19th overall, 51 overall, two picks in the third round. The two picks in the third round, one of those is going to a running back if they didn't take one with 51. I don't care what you say. This isn't being talked about enough. Somebody better than McKissick is going to be complimenting Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson is not on my sell list. You all know I'm a little lower on him than most, but that's not what I'm saying here. Gibson is still going to be viable. You look at his share rate last year and what he did with his touches. They they didn't really use him as much in the backfield as we want to think he did. He had three touchdowns in one game. After that, it all simmered down. They are going to put somebody in that backfield. If you are an Antonio Gibson truther and you want more, you wait a week. And you go get yourself some more after they draft Trey Sermon. That's the move to make. Some cells, I do want to get rid of some guys. Cam Sims, Steven Sims, Calvin Harmon if you can, Antonio Golden-Gandy, J.D. McKissick. These are all guys that you're very likely going to be cutting within weeks to months as you're picking up waiver claims. And So if you can like add them in as a throw-in to any, any trade you make or get them in the right hands... Kyle Allen, Heineke, I want to get those guys to the Fitzpatrick owner if I have them on my team for kind of anything small, really. But I, I tried to make this move a lot. Um, shout out Dennis Bennett over at Dynasty Nerds. Um, he has Fitzpatrick, and I tried to give him Kyle Allen probably like five trades in a row. Dennis came back, DM'd me. Hey, man, why don't you just drop Kyle Allen? Kind of like, why would I? Honestly. I mean, the last time Fitzpatrick played 16 games was when 2015 how many times has he done that three three times in his NFL career he's played 16 games Fitzpatrick isn't gonna play 16 games you you want to go attack it and buy the guy who's second on the depth chart wait till after the draft see if they move up or if somebody falls to him in the draft but there's no safe quarterback on the Washington football team I know that Fitzpatrick's the bridge and you're not like saying he's their future but you don't want any of that get rid of Fitzpatrick if you can like go get Dalton trade Fitzpatrick and a third for Dalton there you go boom fix your super flex problems for the year sell those guys from Washington though get rid of them McLaurin I mean that's the guy I'm most interested in there that's about it but even McLaurin like man if I can go trade McLaurin for Jerry Judy and a 2022 first I, I saw this move actually happen. Somebody that I was talking to a little bit on the Twitter first, dial Dr. Kyle Balzer at DWZ underscore Dr. PT. Does some stuff over with the Dynasty Warzone. He made that move happen. Hopped in my DMs and told me about it. He's like, hey man, I know you like McLaurin, but what do you think about this? Oh my God, wheels up. I mean, to me, Jared Judy can be McLaurin. And I love McLaurin, but add on a first to that for next year, it's not even a great draft class, but I guarantee you somebody's still going to want the first next year. That's just how it works. Dallas Cowboys, 10 picks, round one, 10th overall. Possibly trade that back. And then they've got number 44, two picks in the third. Man, I love this third. these teams that have these couple of third-round picks to add some stuff to their team. Then two in the fourth, 
you know, this could be a team that could potentially even land like a Brevin Jordan or a Fryermuth in the second if they wanted to. Somebody like that. Maybe Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin aren't as safe as we think. I don't know how much I can get for them, though, so I kind of want to stash them. This Cowboys team is another one that honestly is kind of tough for me to find guys I just absolutely want to sell. I would say to sell Gallup, but I've been telling you that for years, and now I feel like it's a little bit too late, but I'd still say sell Gallup. I'd say to go to your Zeke owner with um, Tony Pollard and make that move as well. New York Giants only have six picks. They have 11 overall, 42 overall. 76 overall, 116, 196, 201. Shout out to the Feverish for Narrative. Man, I got a lot of shout outs today. You guys owe me. Appreciate you all, though. Shout out to Feverish Fernero from Rookie Fever, who kind of brought some things to my attention with Darius Slayton. Fernero's also a resident Giants fan. So, you know, he's, it's a little closer home to, to him. But man, Kenny Galladay there, Evan Ingram healthy, healthy Barkley, we're hoping. And then, I mean, Darius Slayton regressed a little last year. I mean, what is he going to be, the third to fifth option there? I think you can sell Slayton for a decent value right now. It's not out of the question that they draft a wide receiver in the second round with that 42 or in the third round with that 76. Really want to move Darius Slayton. Could be tough. I'm trying to think of a buy for this. And that's one thing you notice as you're listening to. And feel free. My DMs are always open. Hop in there whether you follow me or not. I mean, if you're asking for my advice, I wouldn't mind to follow. But I'm going to be there for you no matter what. So I'm not giving you a lot of like moves to make here. I'm giving you guys to sell because nothing's in a vacuum. I don't want to tell you to go s- sell Darius Slayton for said player and then that said player is on your team. Just kind of telling you some guys I want to try to move maybe some ideal spots and trying to find, again, that right team for them, the one that makes the most sense for some of these players we want to move. But again, nothing's in a vacuum. If you hit me up, DM me. I am more than happy to have these conversations all day long. That's at Swagzilla0G on Twitter, and we can help like figure out what kind of moves you want to make. But it's hard for me to right now just say, well, go sell Darius Slayton. And a second, and and go get Jerry Judy. There you go. There you go. You wanted it, you got it. NFC South. Atlanta Falcons. Nine picks. They pick fourth overall. We've. I don't know. I'm wondering if they move back, if they get their quarterback of the future, what really happens here. Then they've got another early one at 35 in the second, 68 in the third. This team, I mean, a lot of people want to see Pitts go there. I, I don't think we're going to see that, honestly. We want them to need a tight end but they don't. They've got Hayden Hurst. And I'm not saying he's Pitts. That's not that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like, man, this is a tough one. So I wonder though, I mean, do we start to address our wide receiver of the future? There's rumblings that Julio's going to get traded. Huge cap hit for them. I think Julio's the sell off the Falcons. I'm sorry, guys. I think Julio's the sell. I don't know if you wait until he is traded if he's traded, because in hindsight, that might be your moment. Because then people get more excited. They start to create narratives. Oh, this quarterback's going to do this for Julio. This quarterback's going to do that for Julio. That's not going to be what's going to happen. The truth is, is somebody at Julio's age, 31, he's going to regress in a new offense. Even if he's still uh, a wide receiver, too. In my opinion, any situation Julio's in after this one 
won't be as good. I'm not saying it's going to be bad. It won't be as good, though. But you'll probably still gain a narrative that pushes a quick value bump in order for you to move Julio Jones on. But, I mean, we don't know if he's traded. He might not even be happy. He might he might retire sooner. I want to start to just try to move on from Julio today. You're going to have to approach your contenders. And, honestly, they're getting a strong wide receiver. It's, but I think it's time for this to be a part of that competitive rebuild we talk about and that revolving door, putting a little bit of younger talent in. That's going to be a tough one. But, yeah, I think it's time we move on from Julio Jones. Carolina Panthers pick seven times they have the eight overall they've been rumored to possibly be taking a quarterback you know I don't think they're taking a quarterback they paid a decent amount for Sam Darnold in draft picks did they pay a first rounder no but you don't give up a second rounder and then a couple more late picks if you don't have plans for this player and they're not going to get more for Sam Darnold in a trade during the NFL draft we've seen how that works out you don't you don't get too much honestly so they're not going to trade Sam Darnold away to get like a second or a third in the NFL draft after they just traded a second plus for him. I've been trying to buy the crap out of Sam Darnold. I, I know this isn't quite like the buy show here, but I really think those are some of the moves to make. Panthers, freaking loaded, man, if you really think about it. There's nobody here that I'm really like, you need to go sell this player. Tampa Bay Bucks. I mean, holy cow. Let's talk about the Bucks real quick. They won the Super Bowl. How many times has Tom Brady been to the Super Bowl, but then came back the next season and had eight picks? And one's a first rounder. Then they've got their second rounder. They've got a third rounder. The only person I can really think of off this team that I'm kind of like, sell, sell, sell. I think he holds enough value for you to make do is Tyler Johnson. Even if the scenario is Antonio Brown comes back, I think Tyler Johnson has just enough value to where you could get something that might help you. Another dart throw before you're dropping Tyler Johnson, quite honestly. Because this team can, even if they can replace him in the draft, no sweat. Two or three times, easily. And it's no guarantee, but no Tyler Johnson is no guarantee either. But they could easily replace him at 32, 64, or 95 if they don't re-sign Antonio Brown. And that's like without O.J. Howard, Cameron Brait, Gronk, Mike Evans, you know, like Godwin. I mean, this team is freaking loaded. You don't need Tyler Johnson. Just move on from him. Eight picks for the Super Bowl champions. Holy cow. New Orleans Saints. Eight picks. This was another one that was kind of tough for me to really find a sell. My sell for the Saints was Latavius Murray. They picked 28th overall, 60 overall, 98, 105, 133, 218. Latavius Murray is an admiral backup to Kamara. I don't even think he's going away. I just kind of, I mean, they could easily draft somebody. Murray's going to be a tough sell if you have him. I would just say kind of, kind of like Tony Pollard, try to attach him to that Kamara owner at this point i don't think latavius murray is going to help your fantasy team too much just sitting on your roster though and the nfc north my detroit lions will kick it off with them six picks we've got the number seven i don't think we draft a quarterback we have so many more concerns than jared goff right now sorry guys unless somebody like justin fields falls to that seven i'm not even interested let's see what goff has instead of pretending that all of these quarterbacks are just 
instant upgrades to what their NFL team has. So this one's tough. The one player I do think that you should try to sell is Jamal Williams. I think he holds too much value. He's a tough guy to buy because I have a lot of Swift, so I don't mind trying to handcuff my Swift shares. But I go out to get Jamal Williams, and people act as if he's going to take that backfield over, which is not the case. That's just silly thinking, to be honest with you. He's not taking anything over unless Swift gets injured. Will he play? Sure. You'll see Jamal Williams in the games. I'm not saying that. But honestly, for the value that he is holding right now, Go to the Swift owner, see what you can get. You might be surprised by what you could get for Jamal Williams and get something that's actually going to help your team. Don't be that guy that thinks that you're savvy because you have somebody else's handcuff. That's not how it works. Get your own, help your own team. Moving on to the Packers. Jordan Love has been rumored in trades to the Denver Broncos. Who cares, honestly? Um... I don't know why anybody want to make that move, but I think if you have Jordan Love, you do. You move on. You you send him to that Aaron Rodgers owner if you can, and then you just kind of like see what you can get because who cares at this point? Like, go get Jacob Eason plus for Jordan Love. I don't even care. At least you're getting a little plus. They're both just flyers. They're going to be backing somebody up. It's going to take an injury for them to see the field. Then you get that plus. You never know what the plus will be. Maybe you can throw that plus, hit a bullseye. You never know. But no reason to have Jordan Love if you don't have Aaron Rodgers or wherever he's going to land. But just with the fact that he might be on the move might be enough to make that ease of trade. And you might even do better than somebody like Jacob Eason, completely honestly. Chicago Bears have eight picks. This one was kind of tough as well. I wanted to put Mooney in here, Darnell Mooney. But I don't think you need to. I don't think he's going to necessarily lose his job to somebody coming into the draft. We got Allen Robinson there, which is what I wanted for Mooney to be good. I don't really have too many sells for Chicago. Maybe Tariq Cohen, if you can get a little something. Minnesota Vikings, I feel a little bit different. I think that it would be a sensible time to move Alexander Madison to that Dalvin Cook owner. I don't think Alexander Madison, he prefers to be called Alex, by the way. I don't think that he's really ever going to turn into much more than that that handcuff. And we've even seen him in his times without Dalvin, and it's just meh. You know, he does okay. It's He's good to have around, but... Honestly, I mean, I remember, I know this is a year later, but I remember like debates from last year, people telling me I'm crazy for having James Robinson over Madison. And that's just the kind of value that Madison holds, that namesake, because of the flashes that we've seen some of those games. So I think Madison is somebody that, I mean, you might not even have to approach that Dalvin owner, attach him to a little trade and do a couple upgrades. There's no way you get James Robinson today. That's not what I'm saying to go do, but He's somebody that I don't think he's going to help your team much without that injury. And even then, I mean, 10 picks in the draft, there's no saying that in round three with that 78 or that 90, that the Minnesota Vikings don't address the running back position. Or if in the fourth round where they have four picks, maybe somebody falls to him there too. You never know. So, and I'm not saying to surplant Dallin, but I'm saying, I don't know how safe I feel Alexander Madison's role on that team actually is should they bring somebody else in moving along to the nfc west we are almost out of here i appreciate you guys i I feel a little long-winded in a couple of these today arizona arizona the arizona cardinals six picks tough one right so 
my my cells here are, are interesting. It's James Conner, Andy Isabella, Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk is where I felt it got a little bit interesting. Because maybe are we too low on Christian Kirk? Are we sure AJ Green's gonna outproduce Christian Kirk? I'm not. The more I, I we're talking this through, and you guys are like, well, you're talking and you're wishy washy as hell. What do you want us to do? Man, I might kind of want to hold Christian Kirk. I don't know if I want to go out of my way to buy him, but definitely if you can attach like Isabella and James Conner in some deals, I'm quite honestly ready to kind of just move any of these guys. You know, maybe go buy Colt McCoy super duper cheap to back up your Kyler Murray. Could be kind of a move you make, and I know that doesn't sound sexy at all. But in Superflex, you know, like I said during the... AFC, I kind of like to handcuff some of my quarterbacks. Colt McCoy is a cheap way to do that. San Francisco 49ers. Are you selling Jimmy G? Is it too late? Are you waiting to see if he's traded? Are you holding him? I moved him before it was cool to move him for Carson Wentz. (laughs) You obviously couldn't make that move happen. I made the move when people told me I was crazy for doing it. That's one of the reasons you have to stay here with Swagzilla, 0G, just kind of like staying ahead of some of these trends. And I'm not trying to like pat myself on the back here, but I'm saying like these things work. These moves you make now work. You don't always have to win a trade today to win it tomorrow. Enough about me and my old trade. I do want to move Jimmy G. I think it's at the point that you almost just hold him though. You hold him until you see who San Francisco drafts at number three. You hold him until you see who drafts that player. And then you give them Jimmy G as their handcuff. If in that time period, Jimmy G is not traded to say the Patriots. So you have that window. That's your, that's your plan with Jimmy G right there within the time that the 49ers draft a quarterback. Hopefully you have your rookie draft in that time. That is your hold period where you're hoping that Jimmy G is traded so that you have a better market to move him in. If that doesn't happen, whoever the 49ers draft at number three, whoever drafts that person in your league is your trade target. Other players I want to sell, Jeffrey Wilson, Raheem Mostert, Jamichael Hasty. I don't know, man. Like I think that this is just going to be a team that always drafts or adds another running back. It's never going to be the same one twice. All of them hold value at certain points i guess you know i just move on for whatever you can get that sounds crazy to some of you (laughs) i i know it does but whatever you get might be better than just whatever you can get you know so i would try to move on from him seattle seahawks only have three picks they have a 56 in the second 129 in the fourth and a 250 in the seventh This was another one hard for me to find sells. I do want to sell Rashad Penny and DJ Dallas if I can. I feel like maybe enough namesake around them to where you approach that Chris Carson owner, get a late third, a fourth, get a 2022. And and again, some of this is just cleaning house, creating roster space for the picks you're going to have. It's not all just about like trying to instantly have a better player in your lineup, but cleaning house, getting something for some of these players before they just go in the trash. Start fresh, you know, just a little bit of spray, clean this situation up. Los Angeles Rams, six picks. They have 57 overall, three picks. I've done that a couple times. I apologize. Two picks in the third, 88-103, one in the fourth. Then they don't pick again until late in the sixth, 209, and then 252. Los Angeles Rams, another tough one for me to find sells. 
I am kind of out on Van Jefferson as the third or fourth option, maybe fifth in that offense and looking at these draft picks that they have in the third and wondering if maybe they do take a wide receiver there. They they did go a little early on Jefferson, I know, but that happens. They also went really early on Taven Austin. When's the last time you heard about him? So Van Jefferson, I think, is somebody that I'm kind of looking to sell. He's going to be a tough one. I don't know if I can get quite what I want. An example with Van Jefferson I have for you is I sent out and, and this was a counter. I was sent the 306 for my Van Jefferson. I countered the offer, and I wanted his 301 for my Van Jefferson. And I was actually declined pretty quickly on it. I was kind of surprised. I thought that it seemed like a decent move for, for both of us, but he didn't agree. We didn't get a deal done. We'll see, you know, I if maybe can make it happen, you know. But what am I going to draft at 301? Like so much uncertainty in this class. I don't know if I'll like it better than Van Jefferson, but same time, I kind of want a dart to throw. It's fun for all the wrong reasons. These have been a lot of fun. Follow at Super Flexible Pod. Follow at Super Flex City. Follow me at Swagzilla Zero G at Super Flex Dude. We are busy as hell. He just wasn't available for for these couple shows. I wanted to put him out right away and make sure. We could make some of these moves before the draft. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. We are out of here.